0: what's up everybody candace cooper here we are locked and loaded and of course talking about ap top 25 extended because we got jj jackson locked and blue Devils in the building but what does it mean for the acc to have five teams in what does it look like for a guy who also covers the sec let's talk about it the realignment issues have certainly quieted down and we're gearing up for the season but how important is this football season for our conference you know there's so much to discuss On everybody, welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Every single day, you can listen to me make me your first listen for free wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also view my lovely face on the YouTube channels. You can subscribe to our channel, always appreciate a good follow and lovely comment. Positive vibes only, you know, we like to keep it nice and positive over here. JJ Jackson helps us out each and every week. He is the host of Locked On Blue Devils podcast, and he is all positive vibes as well as we get ready for what should be a very good season, not only for the rest of the conference, but including Duke, you know, shows some love. How you feeling, JJ?
1: Yeah, when it comes to football season or just sports in particular, I'm always Mr. Optimistic. And so that's certainly going to be the case now. And look, we kept checking all these boxes, right? The media day festivities meant that football season was right around the corner. The start of fall camp meant that we were getting closer. And now here we are. We have an Associated Press Top 25 poll to discuss I tell you what, we really are so much closer to the start of the college football season. Week zero action is right around the corner. I know that teams like North Carolina and Florida State are playing one week prior to that Saturday, September 3rd matchup for a lot of the schools. So I can't wait. Football season is right around the corner, and that makes me happy. Absolutely.
0: And we're extending our conversation about the AP Top 25. And of course, you have the lovely opportunity of being in Alabama. So you get to hear all the hoopla about, you know, the teams there in the SEC. And of course, Alabama being number one, was it a surprise for you, one, to see them, especially after Georgia's big win last year? But more than that, how has it been for you to sort of see some of the ACC teams making a name for themselves while others have still not quite gotten those votes?
1: Not a surprise whatsoever that Alabama was the number one team in the land in the AP Top 25, Paul Candace, because that team is just so good They dominated the transfer portal when they needed Mm -hmm. to bring guys in. They did. They bring in Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech. They bring in a couple of wide receivers from Louisville. They bring in Jermaine Burton, a wide receiver at Georgia, who just beat Alabama in the national championship last year. Jermaine Burton said, you know what? I'll go play for the Crimson Tide. So they absolutely reloaded. And then they have the two best players in college football. On the defensive side of the football, you're not going to find a better player than Will Anderson Jr. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner and Bryce Young is back. Georgia lost a good number of players on their defense. It was an NFL record-worthy defense that the Bulldogs had a season ago, so they've got to reload at certain positions. They'll still be really good, as indicated by the fact that Georgia was number three in the AP Top 25, but no, I'm not surprised at all that Alabama was number one. In regards to the ACC, how about the five teams that yeah. were recognized by the league in the top 25? And starting with Clemson, my pick to win the league once again this year for really? Clemson to be back in the top five. I think it's great. I think yeah. it's great to see them that high. And yeah, I just I think they're going to figure things out this year. The defense is loaded once again, and I think whoever is at quarterback, whether it's DJ or whether it's Kate Kublick, Club Nick they're going to take a step forward on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, all in all, that's a long-winded answer, but it's great that there are so many teams in the ACC represented in the top 25. Well, you know, I think to your point about
0: Alabama, it's always good to reload. And we look at a Clemson team who is basically saying, hey, our quote-unquote down year was still winning 10 games, so don't, like, slight us. And we talked about on yesterday's show how, at the end of the day, it's a nod to where they are as a brand, you know, from a football perspective, that they are even, of course, in the top five, and it's not even something you sniff at. We also talked about our cousin, Notre Dame, being number five position, who, like, adjacent, again, as we push for this realignment and who's going to be a part of our brand moving forward, Notre Dame being the top five is certainly a part of a larger conversation for sure, but When you look at Alabama, you look at Ohio State, you look at Georgia, you look at Clemson, it feels like all the tide is back to normal, like the COVID years are over. It's pretty much how it's supposed to be. But even for you looking at Clemson and you feeling like they're going to win the ACC championship, how does a team like NC State, who's sitting at number 13, and a team like Wake Forest, sitting at number 22, even compete in the Atlantic
1: to beat this team? Who I mean, not for
0: nothing, lost two coordinators. Do you think that even matters at all?
1: It's always down to -to head-to-head opportunities, plain and simple. And so when you get the chance to be in the same division as a team like Clemson, you've got to go out there and beat them on the Saturday in your head-to-head matchup because you don't think that Clemson is going to have too many slip-ups outside of some of those big conference games. So you've got to take advantage for yourself. We're getting into the push in the baseball postseason, right? And so many of these teams are jacking for positions in their division. The great thing about sports is that teams in your division – You play them head-to-head. You don't have to scoreboard watch (laughs) when you share the same field. You yourself can give that team a loss. And so these teams will get that opportunity with Clemson this season. And so four teams like NC State and Wake Forest, like you mentioned on that Atlantic side, big time. You're in the top 25 to start the year. You see where media members view you at the start of the season. Wake Forest has to work through the Sam Hartman injury news right? But NC State is talented. They've got a lot of people back. So yeah, let's just play football. I'm ready to see all these matchups take place. <laughs> You're
0: done with talking season. I guess that's what I'm What i hearing from you, JJ. You're done with the Mount Rushmores. So done. You're done. <laughs> You're done with the preseason list. You're done with the predictions. You're just ready for the X's and O's. And I feel it. I think it's high time we start playing some ball. We can put all of the stories aside. And we can, hopefully everyone has a nice healthy season. We can keep it moving forward. Is there a dark horse for you, though, in the Atlantic? Wrapping up this Atlantic conversation here quickly. Is there someone who you're saying everyone's really just not paying enough attention to?
1: Yeah, I want to be able to give you an answer, Candace, but I I don't know who it is because I'm – like Clemson had the 10-win season a year ago, and it was such a down year for Clemson. Well, they're going to have double-digit wins against this season, and I wonder if we're going to be having that same – so with that being said, I don't know that there is even a dark horse worthy of talking about because I just don't see Clemson falling back. If they did, there's no team outside of NC State or Wake Forest – in my eyes that makes that jump and so then yeah. who are the dark horses at this point I feel
0: you JJ but yeah. a lot of people are saying that Louisville is starting to figure it out and a lot of people are feeling like it might just be that not, <laughs> not buying it
1: not buying it
0: You know, it's great because when I first met you, we first started doing this show together, and we were talking about who's going to win the ACC Clemson. Like You didn't even say it without hesitation, without breath, and I love to see the commitment here. I'm not changing. (laughs) That is still very much you. So if you are like JJ and you want to put your money on the line, we strongly suggest that you get in on the betting action that we have here at Locked On Podcast Network, and that is with BetOnline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events in the number one online source for odds, lines and games. Think you know who the highest was going to be? Didn't you know who the ACC champion is going to be? Well, I strongly encourage you to head to betonline.net. You can move, use your mobile device or learn, to learn more about the action happening today. Betonline is simply where the game starts. We're rocking and rolling here with JJ Jackson of Locked on Blue Devils podcast. And of course, we've given the Atlantic a lot of love. But, of course, there's another division, the last year for it. Coastal is probably chomping at the bit to go in and put every team in the conference together and see what happens. I'm very sarcastic if you haven't caught that yet. Now, Miami and Pitt sitting at number 16 and 17, respectfully. A lot of people are in on Miami. Miami is back. The U is back. And in a a season where the Coastal is so – we say it every year. It's always up for grabs. Coastal chaos, all the things. But is it Miami and everyone else the same way you feel like it's Clemson and everybody else?
1: Uh, Not as strongly, no. But I I do think it is Miami, Uh, given the coastal chaos that we love talking about, and as we should, because it is so chaotic uh, to not be able to find a better word for it. It's so crazy every year. Yeah. If you ask me to pick a dark horse for the coastal, that's a lot easier Candace, because you could just say everybody, right? <laughs> every year, it's just something totally different. And so each and every year in the Coastal, everybody gets to be a front runner, and everybody gets to be a dark horse. Well, there's JJ, no consistency. I picked Duke to be a dark horse. I'm going to tell you now. like, if- And I'm <laughs> all for that. I'm all for that. I wish I could get to be that level of uh, optimistic about the Blue Devils, but uh, yeah, one, I, one day okay. I will. One day I will. It's okay. um, yeah, I don't think the margin is as wide between Miami and the rest of their division, as it is with Clemson and the rest of their division in the ACC this season. But Miami, to me, is the best team. When you've got Van Dyke back at quarterback like the Hurricanes have, I like their skill guys there. Mario Cristobal is recruiting incredibly well already. And look, recruits obviously aren't going to pay dividends for you on the field here in 2022, but the energy that's within your program certainly is. Miami is basically a who's who. When it comes to college football players in the NFL, I mean, you start to name off all the great players that have played for the Hurricanes over the years, and you're going to forget somebody. I mean, they're that dominant, and I think the dominance is going to start to become a factor again now that Ball is there in Coral Gable. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for a, a Clemson-Miami showdown in the yeah. ACC title game.
0: Absolutely. Listen, I'm all for crystal Ball. However, as much as we're loving the Coastal, we keep in mind how the new coaches are maybe – know the old dogs still have some new tricks like maybe narduzzi maybe mac brown are saying listen we're not we've been doing this for quite some time we know what winning feels like we know and that for mac brown's sake we know what a national championship feels like so don't just write us off just because we don't have the splashy names in the headlines and i know carolina of course had british brooks go down but i still think you have the josh downs of the world i think drake may ultimately is going to win the starting job but you know, still remains to be seen. Do you think there's any validity to having a coach that has been in the ACC long enough, who's had, you know, their go at it quite some time? Or do you think it's time for the new boys and the new energy of the Coastal coaches? It's going to make a world of difference for guys like Tony Elliott, for guys like Mike Elko
1: and and the like. Maybe not in year one for those guys, but I, I do think when you've got experienced head coaches, it's easier for those year one takeovers, right? I think it's going to be a little bit easier for Cristobal at Miami, given his familiarity with that program than it will be for Elko at Duke or Elliott at Virginia, so to speak, Pry at Virginia Tech, whoever you want to bring up Mm -hmm. in this discussion. With that being said, I do think that there is a renewed energy out of those coaches looking forward. I mentioned how well Miami has been recruiting this season. Duke already has like 27 commits (laughs) in the class of 2023. Like I don't know where they're finding all of these scholarships (laughs) – But Duke is all about it, and I'm all about it, that they're doing such a great job on the recruiting trail. They've rebranded. David Cutcliffe, salute to him for the 14 amazing years he gave to Duke football. Everything under his regime was hashtag Duke gang, and now Elko has entirely uh, changed it to hashtag bleed blue. And so they're bleeding blue. They're in Durham. I think great things are coming for that program in the future years. But for this upcoming season, I do think it's – the Mario Cristobals at Miami, and then somebody like Patton Arduzzi at Pittsburgh that are going to be more solidified, even Mac Brown at North Carolina, having been there for a few seasons when you look at that coastal division.
0: Fair enough. And now that I have you here, we never got to talk about the basketball school versus football school thing. And for someone who definitely has a basketball school, do you feel like Coach Elko would have gotten a lot of grief had he been like offended by some by – what's my guy's name? What's his name? Shire saying that this is a basketball school. We all know it's a basketball school.
1: No, but I also don't know that John Shire would say something like that, right? (laughs) I think there's just a level of I don't know what word I'm looking for. It just wasn't smart from either (laughs) Coach Stoops or Calipari at Kentucky to speak up. Just you don't need to say anything. Like, why can't you promote being an everything school? I love when schools do that. Like, we support all of our sports together. While we also know at a school like Duke, it's a basketball school. <laughs> and like Mark Stoops, shout out to you. Kentucky has done awesome <laughs> things for straight 10-1 years. But it's a basketball school. Yeah. But as soon as you get your head coaches going against one another, that's like, no, no, no. Like, it's bad for no, business. No, thank you. It's bad for yeah. business. That's the way to yeah. put it. Yeah. A hundred percent.
0: If I ever saw Mac and Heber go at it, I would think I'd be like, why? It's just, just, what, are just right, what are we doing? What right. are we doing? hundred percent. There are other people that we could be mad at. But no, I completely agree. But I also think, again, everyone rags on me because every time I go on a podcast, I go hard about Duke football. And everyone's like, I don't understand why. I don't get it. But for someone who knows, Mike Elgo really is changing things. Like I think Coach Cutcliffe, if you look at last season, it was just dead in the water. There was no emotion. Guys weren't really feeling it. And a lot of things just didn't transpire to be, you know, it was it was. Someone coaching past when they needed to be at a place, right? Yeah. And so, not for nothing, I think it's exciting to see the players excited about football again. And I think Coach Elko has definitely brought a renewed spirit to the Duke Blue Devil program.
1: Let's get to it. I mean, I'm ready to play football this year. I'm ready for uh, Duke to be in the AP top twenty-five. So okay. Let's see.
0: This might be the record uh, fastest episode because J.J. Jackson is done talking. Do you understand? Okay. (laughs) But I say all that to say, you know, at the end of the day, you do have to... Put your hand on the line and get ready to go. And when you look at the AP Top 25, were you you know, pleased with the list? You feel like there were some people who did get votes, but probably should have been on there, squeaked on there, especially any the ACC schools, if you thought so. Or if not, you feel like, listen, that's why you play the game. And certainly this is not how the season will end and how this list will be when it's all said and done.
1: Again, to have five schools recognized in your first top 25, I mean, look, let's do a little bit of math, Candice. Five out of 25, that's a fairly good percentage that you're working with there when, you know, a fifth of the league so far is represented by the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's a good spot to be in. It's been an SEC-dominated sport over the last several seasons, and that's not going to slow down anytime soon. Uh, But to have five really is uh, something that's special. You look at the rest of the teams receiving votes. And I know North Carolina was there. They're really the only other SEC school or excuse me, ACC school that I'm seeing with votes. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just goes to show you that like we've got 14 teams right now in the ACC five made it in the top 25 North Carolina received a few votes, but then it's a big drop off to your other eight schools in the conference. So still work to be done there. But again, it's a measuring stick. It's a talking point. Like I said, I'm grateful that we have the AP top 25 poll for you and I to have something new to talk about, Candice, because that just means at the end of the day, football season is right around the corner. But at the end of the day, it's a top 25 poll and every single team listed is zero and zero. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me
0: it's just one of those things where as much as Jim Phillips has been preaching about being a football league, it's nice to see that the teams are living up to that hype or what he whatever he was trying to sell. It's like, okay, I can I have evidence, right? I have the I have the proof in the pudding. I have the teams ready and available to make sure that, you know, when I start asking for money and all of this alignment and all the TV deals with ESPN, I got schools that are backing up and definitely will make primetime television. No doubt. Opinion. So When it's all said and done, I think that Commissioner Phillips is on the right track, but I think he has to keep going. And hopefully we'll see a ACC team when it's all said and done in the top four in the college football playoff conversation. I'm feeling like it'll be Clemson. I'm hoping, according to Big Game Boomer, it might be NC State, too. Who knows? But crazier things have happened. Miami could find themselves in that conversation, too. I think that for Miami... And teams like FSU to have good seasons, it only elevates the ACC brand because we have to pretty much help them feel like this is a conference worth staying in. Really, do you, I, I mean, I would argue that this is kind of like a make or break season for the ACC, but a lot of people were saying, no, just chill out, grab rights, all the things. Do you feel like this is a very important year for our, our league to have strong candidates in the college football playoff conversation?
1: A very presidential answer to give you, Candace, would be that every year is an important year, right? Because you're always trying to evolve uh, and that sort of thing. But I will not go with the presidential route. I I do still think it is. Uh, With that being said, given the fact that the ACC wisely partnered up with ESPN for their network that they constructed, you know who else did that? The SEC. Granted, Mm -hmm. the SEC had a five-year head start. In that market, when you got good money, which the ACC does in this deal uh, with ESPN, good things will happen. They need to grow. They are not to the SEC level in terms of distribution to their mm-hmm. schools and that sort of thing. And so, if you make your product desirable for folks, that's only going to benefit your conference long term. I do think that happens in the Atlantic Coast Conference this year. There are so many young and energetic coaches across. Mm-hmm. You've got your flag bearer in Clemson like the SEC has in Alabama. You've got other strong programs like Miami, like the SEC has in Georgia. Like you can make some strong similarities between these conferences, and I think the ACC is going to turn it around, and uh, we won't have as much conference realignment talk a year from now. A thousand percent. Well, at least for now we have all of our ACC quarterbacks going to play. Shout out to Miles Brennan for stepping away
0: from football, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> take the football field and play, and that's what our quarterbacks are doing. I like it. A thousand and three percent. Well, JJ, I'm not going to hold you. I like short enough shows and we got
1: to it and do what we needed to do. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you and follow your work? An absolute pleasure to join you on Locked on ACC every Tuesday, Candace. You can find Locked on Blue Devils wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Press the subscribe button, please. For Locked <laughs> on ACC, help Candace out. She's on the climb like we are over at Locked on Blue Devils. And uh, Candice, I look forward to talking to you again next week. No doubt about it, guys. Come
0: back tomorrow. We got A.J. Black of Locked On Boston College. We're going to talk a little rankings. We're going to get excited about the season even more. We're going to start. We're going to stop the talking because, like J.J. said, we're ready for it to go down. But we always appreciate the time for Candace Cooper and J.J. Jackson. Until next time.